Prepare to be captivated by the business story of the week, hosted by me, Shaheen Shan. Join us on a journey through the twists and turns of entrepreneurial triumphs and setbacks. Immerse yourself in the narrative and witness the magic that turns dreams into reality. This is Business Story of the Week. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again. Here we are, Business Story of the Week, where we navigate the world of entrepreneurship, perseverance, innovation, success, struggles. You know how it is. Every week, I am your co-host, Joshua, and today we have ourselves a fun episode, right? So we're going to have a guest today that will speak to us about probably one of the most leading, if not the leading expert when it comes to fun, you know, but it will, it will get into the specifics of that. Today, we have Richard Hawk. Richard Hawk is a professional speaker, author, and consultant who helps companies create a more vibrant safety culture. He is, end quote, the world's leading expert in making safety fun and has been at it for over 40 years, ladies and gentlemen. Richard was a featured speaker at NASA and has written several articles and books on safety culture while also writing as a columnist today for over 10 years now for Safety and Health Magazine, the largest safety magazine in the world. Once again, Hawk, Richard Hawk, is the world's leading expert on helping companies create a more vibrant safety culture by making safety fun. I just, Hawk, I needed to repeat that last part because you <laughs> really like a, a leading world uh-huh. expert and we I need know. to get into that. But first, how are you? Thank you for being on the show today. How's your day? Oh, doing great. This is fun. Um, and, and you have a great spirit. And I'm so glad uh, that you've, you've gotten so many people subscribing and all to this. Uh, you know, I asked you before we got started here about, uh, are you, do you have a day job? Would you like to do this full time? And uh, you said yes, basically, but it's a lot of work for you. And uh, thank you. I, I, I feel honored. I've been doing this for a long time, but every time somebody wants to hear my Mm-hmm. opinions and what I've learned it, it's a compliment mm-hmm. and, and that must be quite the honor and I am honored as well to have you here and like you said um, I, I, I I enjoy this this is fun for me that's why I keep doing it it's all it's yeah. all like that you know and and I really want to get into your insight and your wisdom about that but before we do Hawk this is what I always do I always like to start these things you know at the very beginning where it all began what is the story of Richard Hawk? Why, you know, why safety? Why company safety in the first place? I'd like to ask, like, if there was something that happened in your childhood life, early experiences, or throughout your life. The, the real, for me, the real big question is, 40 years. You've been doing this 40 years. How did yeah, you do actually it? Actually, more than 40, but yeah. <laughs> more than 40. How did you do it? Why doing it for so long and why safety? All right. It's just going to be a wild story. It's not like you think. I wrote my play for my high school, which was I got a scholarship to go to Emerson in Boston Theater College. I wrote a play for Emerson and we toured with it. It was a musical I wrote. Uh Then I met my 
wife and I taught guitar for a couple of years. Then she got pregnant, still looking for how that happened. And uh, I had to get a regular job. Like all I was okay. doing then was playing in bands and playing music and just teaching guitar. And so mm -hmm. one of my students, his father was a radiation protection manager at a nuclear power facility, which is about okay. a half hour from the house. Big one has uh, three reactors there, uh, Salem and Hope Creek. So he got me a job there in radiation safety. And so I did that for a while. I went from teaching mm -hmm. guitar to being in radiation safety at a nuclear power plant. A really big jump. Mm -hmm. And I worked there as a technician, then a supervisor in radiation safety. And I switched over to industrial safety, training first mm -hmm. and then in the field. Okay. Oh, I had such a good time. And I just fell in love with the field. Though there's this whole side of it that's nerdy and real technical and following yes. all these rules, especially in the yeah, nuclear yeah, power yeah, yeah. industry. But I was like an outlier because I had made it so much fun and interesting. Even when I go out and, you know, do inspections and all, I made it fun. Mm -hmm. And so much so that in uh, 1991, I decided, you know what, I'm going to take this on the road. And okay. so I started doing this, you know, uh, and since mm -hmm. then I've been all over the world and I've, oh, I've met so many people like yourself. And mm -hmm. I still am positive that making safety fun is one of the and when i say fun i mean energetic enjoyment not just play that you enjoy it and it's energetic it's one reason why you said you're doing this right josh well the same thing yes, goes for absolutely. safety. you want your folks to get involved with safety make it so that they enjoy it it could be funny right. and fun in the sense of play at times right. you can make it so it's i've seen it too many times you mm -hmm. can make it so your employees like their safety program rather than thinking mm -hmm. it's just boring mm -hmm. And a pain in the neck. Mm -hmm. That's how it happened. Oh, that, that is such a story. I love that you mentioned uh, nuclear safety because I'm imagining right right away in my head. I'm imagining Homer. You know, Homer Simpson. Yeah. Oh my word. <laughs> I oh I was the safety guy at um, Hope Creek oh. when Simpsons came out, oh. and he had the same job I had. Everybody at the plant, everybody knew me, even though there was about like 1,500 people, you know, when there wasn't outages, when they weren't refueling. Everybody knew Homer, right? You know how popular that yes. guy. And everybody knew I was the safety guy. I started getting called Homer by everybody. And I didn't that. want it. I like talk. But as you might know, as you probably do, you can't let your coworkers know that something bugs you because they'll right. keep it up. Course, <laughs> so course, I acted course. like, oh, that's funny. And I would even go that, duh, and I'd act like I was Homer. And it just faded away. Oh, okay, all right. All <laughs> yeah, right. the same a... job, same job Homer had. <laughs> first that's tip, funny. ladies and gentlemen, to our listeners, first tip, don't let your coworkers bug you. Don't let them show it. You know, they'll show it. Just <laughs> let, let them it know fade. It you. Right. <laughs> it's funny because I was going to ask, like, have you ever used it as a reference in any of your talks and not but based on that answer no except for this story <laughs> this story right. i tell sometimes but not now because <laughs> right. i didn't okay, spill so... coffee on, i didn't spill coffee on the control panel i've never done that <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um, yeah. so hawk hawk not homer ladies and gentlemen so hawk um, <laughs> is just to make it you know a little more clear and to just kind of recap it with the audiences safety right making safety fun because 
all these other organizations, usually industrial, you know, but different organizations that involve safety. For our audience's listeners, what Hawk does, what Richard Hawk does, is he makes these safety programs fun. Now, that's, I think, where my question leads to. It's like, it's such a niche aspect, oh such God. a niche yes. thing. Like, it's like, who who would have thought, like, of course, it's very common knowledge that these all these safety programs aren't fun. They are boring. No. But, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you, you sit there, you're told that it's a requirement. And, of course, the, the idea at the back of your head is always like, you know, it doesn't have to be fun. There's no reason for it to be fun because this is like life and death situation, right? This is, you know, you have to be serious about this because you have to, you know, put in all seriousness so you take the safety program seriously. But why? Wh- tell, talk to us about the concept of fun and bringing that into something such a serious matter and how much more effective did it become? Oh, I've seen just amazing, almost revolution of cultures because uh, mm-hmm. a leader realized, the leaders realized that making it fun. I think the, the thing that I have the most problem with that I've had in my career is I can't, I haven't found another words, a word besides fun that fits into what I'm talking about. I don't yeah. mean play. Play is fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. You play pool. I love playing pool. Play pool. That's fun. But I'm not doing mm-hmm. it for work, right? But fun, right. what I'm saying is just energized, enjoy, unusual, mm-hmm. make it so it's not, well, we're going to consider ways that you make sure that you don't mm-hmm. you know, fall off the scaffold that you talk. No. <laughs> now, playing, if you learn. Uh, one company that I came in and consulted and I helped them with their training, we did the tale of Ergonopolis. About it was about ergonomics, and we had Helen of Trauma, and she came out dressed. Uh, I've done these for three or four companies, and then we had Stan Straticus, who always stood straight and always did ergonomically what you're supposed to, and then Hercherneys, who always did the opposite. And in the process, and then you had to have a test. Everybody had a test about okay. this. Yeah. And so in the process of uh, doing this, you enjoyed it. It was hilarious. And you learned. You know, okay. the purpose of the training was that you understand ergonomics. Right. You understand how to position your right. body, the machine-human interface. You understand that and you understand what you should do. But in the same yeah. time, you enjoyed a play that was very yes, easy exactly. to for the people to do, by the way, because Helen of Trauma read off of a sheet. She didn't have to memorize anything. And she would say, and hurt your knees. He always bends over when he's sitting. He smokes and he does. You know, what I mean, it was like and then the person just pantomimes. They don't do it. They just do what she said. So there is wow. an example of making it fun, but meeting the objective. Now, certainly uh, I used to work for Impo for a while, the Institute of mm-hmm. Nuclear Power Operations, studying mm-hmm. accidents at nuclear power plants. And then we come up with recommendations. Uh, Impo helps nuclear power plants uh, operate safely so and do the right thing so that when the NRC mm-hmm. comes in, which is the federal government, they don't yeah. find much mistakes. You know, So Impo right. is actually paid for by the nuclear power. Anyway, I was studying fatalities. And certainly you're sitting in a meeting, especially if you're with people that are involved with the fatality, there's mm-hmm. no place for a lot of jovial and a lot of, you know, playing around, joking around. There's no place for it, right? I get Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. But you can still enjoy the process. I still had fun. 
When I say fun, I mean, I still really enjoyed trying to figure out why this person did this, why, what went wrong with this component so that the person died. I still enjoyed it, but I thought it was very serious and at times somber. Okay. And so, you know, and so that's what I mean by fun. And it's a vast variety of what that stands for. If I said it, it just enjoyment, I'm the leading expert on energetic enjoyment. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? But, um, and why? And I know you were, I said it a couple times. No one else has done, all I've done in my life as my professional life for at least 35 of those 40 years, I just full-time made mm-hmm. safety fun. There's nobody in the world that's done that. Nobody. Just specifically that topic per se. And so that's why I don't feel like I'm, you know, bragging in a way I shouldn't because I would, I mean, if I would love to meet somebody that would show me what, because then him and I, or her and I would become best friends. And it's been very satisfying because I, I, I've had so many, uh, dozens and dozens of people tell me mm-hmm. that they've turned around their safety program or made mm-hmm. it significantly better because of the things I've told them or they've read or they just mm-hmm. get it or they've come to my talks or, you know, I do seminars, two and three and uh, mm-hmm. sometimes longer seminars on this topic, uh, not mm-hmm. just it make safety fun. If it's more than, you know, hours, you got to do other stuff, you know, right, right. Uh, but also how to make your safety program more appealing, right. you know, even something simple as your instructions, your procedures and trust me and the nuclear power facility there is, I would say NASA is the only place that has maybe more, maybe, <laughs> than a nuclear power facility. And wow. you can, and yet they're all little techs, you know, 11, 10 point, everything's jammed oh, together. Oh, goodness. Don't, that, who was that for? A machine? No, it's for <laughs> humans. And so you want to make it so that these humans enjoy right. it. Uh-huh. have fun reading it if there's such yes, a thing with course. a procedure, but there is, they'll enjoy uh-huh. it more. So that's the type of things that I also help companies with mm-hmm. and how to get the leaders to make it so that employees feel like this is their program. You know, I'm right. doing this and there's all different ways you can do that rather than just, I got to listen to you. Tell me about the rules right. and some of the stuff that people, you know, I'm always amazed at how far, uh, uh, you know, I'm pretty wild as you could kind of tell, but man, there's some folks out there have uh, really gone all out. I just sent, by the way, Josh, I just sent uh, a free, if I'll tell you what, any of your listeners who get in touch with me, Richard at make safety fun, send me an email, mm-hmm. Richard at make safety fun, mm-hmm. uh, my, my, my assistant, I'll send you these slot, the fly slides. I didn't make them, but the person who sent it to me, I used to have this easy and I had a lot. He sent these fly sites to me to share with anybody I want. Okay. And so they're free. If you send me an email, I'll send you links. Get these. Listen, listen to this, Josh. There's like 40 slides. This guy, uh, Mark, took real flies. Uh, somehow he euthanized them or killed them, you know, in some way. And then he made real flies in safety situations, you know, lift with your legs, uh, make sure you use a forklift that's too heavy. Oh, they're just looking at them is hilarious, but they're also instructive about lockout tag out, about, you know, not working in confined spaces, about housekeeping. 
and they're real flies. So I'll be glad. And I've been giving them out for years to people. So there's another example. These flies serve a good purpose. They teach you about different things about safety, but it's fun. You know, it's, it's definitely unusual. And that probably is one of the best examples. And this other felt Cheryl, uh, his name, his last name is Cheryl. He, um, did, uh, Disco Inferno, which I doubt, Josh, you you may know of, but you don't remember when it was a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a very popular song, and that was when disco mm-hmm. was big, and it was called Disco yeah. Inferno. So he did a fire safety class okay, with the theme of Disco Inferno. Him and his assistant dressed up like in crazy out, and they had strobe lights. And, and here was the most common, most and music, you know, Disco Inferno. Most common remark he got from that training. Okay. I never learned so much wow. in a training course and wow. had a blast, had fun, enjoyed it. Wow. Because safety is so serious, because it's so vital to just our enjoyment of life and our you know, mm-hmm. quality of life, it's important that you don't make it boring. It's important that you don't make it so that your folks don't want to listen to it. You want to make it so they want to listen because it's that important. Wow, that's what a, what a, what a fantastic way to put it right there at the end. Because the question was, is like it's such a somber thing to talk about, but why talk about it in such a manner that it's making fun of it? But you're not making fun of it. It's not. No. It's not about that. I love how you said that it's it's fun, not play, not enjoyment. But you make it you make it light because, of course. I love that. I love that when he said, I never learned so much because it makes so much more sense after he told those stories and that if you tell me these things in such a somber way, then you're just scaring me off. You're just going to yeah. make me, you're just going to make me, can I just quit right after this safety program? <laughs> yes. but the, or you lose, way, or you just won't pay attention. Yeah. And now, now it's, it's gotten harder, but I also have tricks and stuff, uh, for, with because of you know smartphones now when you're in front of yes. an audience or in front of a group exactly. Exactly. it's long past where you got to say please don't use your phone people don't even say it anymore because you're not going to stop folks from doing yeah. it you know yeah. sometimes i'll you know when i'm being introduced and before the mc will say please put your phones on vibrate mm-hmm. used to say please put them away i don't say that anymore and uh-huh. i get it because I have been at a lecture or at a seminar and I used my phone to take notes and to do stuff right. that wasn't because I wasn't paying attention. Right. right but exactly. so many people do not pay attention. You know, they're doing whatever, going on TikTok mm-hmm. and turning the sound down. So you got to do mm-hmm. stuff so that you are more entertaining or at mm-hmm. least more interesting than TikTok. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that takes that's... some insight and work. And I know how to do it. I know how wow, to do that. Wow, and and, and wow, I know, wow. and if you go on to TikTok and go to Make Safety Fun, at Make Safety Fun, I have all these videos of how to do stuff like that. Okay, Let me give you an example. Fantastic. I'll give oh, you please, an example. Please, 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 please. All right. And I did, last time I did this was very funny. All right. You have somebody in your group. Say you have 30 people and you're okay. doing a safety meeting or on something. And somebody's over there looking on their phone, you know, looking down. And, they're, and you can tell, right? They're not paying attention to you for sure. Use their name. That's all you got to do. Let's say it's uh, Tom. And you you say, all right, we're going to go and get a permit to work in this electrical cabinet. Let's say Tom. Let's say Tom here is going to have to go work in this electrical cabinet on 54-foot elevation. Well, the first thing Tom would do, 
You are a special person if you can stay on your phone in a group when the person up front uses your name. You're going to pop your head up. You're going to hurt your neck. You're going to want to, oh, you're talking about me? What? 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 Why are you talking about me for? <laughs> and you what? That's way better. That's way better than saying, hey, Tom, please get off of your course. phone. No, 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 because then it hurts the mood. No, you don't have to do that. You know, uh -huh. there's, I, I probably have 30 different ways that I can do slight things or blatant mm -hmm. like that is in a way to get people to get off their phones or pay attention. It might not be the phone. It could be something else. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you need to learn to do now when you're a trainer, instructor, or a speaker, or even anybody that does presentations at work for whatever reason. That's the type Precisely. of thing you need to know. To make it actually it makes it more interesting too. using the names of, of your audience of when course. you describe stuff rather than just say, well, to get a permit, the first thing you need to do and then you have 50, you know, text all over your slide. First <laughs> thing you go here. Second. But if you say, all right, let's say Tom gets up in the morning. Yeah. He doesn't realize it. But when he gets to work today, he's going to have to work in the electrical right. cabinet C7. He doesn't right. want to because he was hoping he was going to sit and drink coffee all day. Right. right. You know, that type of thing. Don't listen to that. And of course, yes. in the process, you're going to say he first goes to the operations department or maintenance, or whatever department. Mm -hmm. The next thing he does is he checks this. If he's doing mm -hmm. lockout tag out, he has to go, you know, get his lock, get a permit. Mm -hmm. But it's done in a story fashion right. rather than the first right. thing you do is this, the second thing you do is that the third thing. Right. Uh. right. So there's yeah, one I example. Love that. Yeah. I love and that you can make. Go ahead. You can make any topic interesting, just about. I, no, I say. Definitely, because there is no topic that has a worse reputation for being boring than safety. <laughs> None. Of course, of course. You already got me. You already got me cracking up so many times in this one. Uh, uh, first of all, I I absolutely love. I can, I need to mention this again because I was cracking up. Helen of trauma. Come on, that's like, how do you come <laughs> up with that, right? But, uh, but you, well, <laughs> about creativity. Well, you heard my original background. You know, I, I, I was in theater. That's what I went to college for. I think that was yes. just pretty weird that I went to college for theater. Now I'm in safety, you know, but that really tied in well, really. I learned, mm -hmm. you know, I learned what gets people attention and, and you know, my, yeah. just for my speaking, but also helping other folks do it. Yes. You know, yes. Josh, the, 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 the thing that I, I go to obviously safety conventions all the time, whether I'm speaking or not, mm -hmm. I tend to go. Mm -hmm. And I still constantly see, and this happens not just with safety presentations, just presentations right. in general. Dark in the room, because now you're worried about the slides being seen. What, the slides are more important than you? No. Mm. Uh, bunch of text, bullet points, and why mm. you use bullets, I have no idea. There's <laughs> no need most of the time for bullets. There's no need for it. It's just and then you practice. read. Sometimes people will just read what's up on yeah. the screen. Precisely. Oh, it's it's. For me, it's painful. You know why it's it painful? Because it's so easy to stop that. It's just a matter of convention that right. has not been fruitful. Convention. It's not fruitful it's to do that. Yeah. It's true. And so I come in and I come into an organization. If they, they hire me as a consultant or if they hire me, you know, not just to help with their culture, but they want me to help, say, with their safety professionals so that they can make their stuff more interesting. Mm -hmm. First thing I tell them, one of the first things I tell them that human interaction is more important and how people feel about this than any slide you could ever put up on that that's board. True. Mm -hmm. That's number that one. You've true. got to have that first. And, mm -hmm. and the three things you want in every time you train, every time you do something in front of an audience, and, and also with your publications. 
You want three things, people to enjoy it, whatever that means, because it varies. You know, if it's a procedure, mm-hmm. uh, enjoying that procedure means that mm-hmm. it's easy to read. The words mm-hmm. aren't, you know, technical writing should not be difficult to understand. Yeah. Number two, you want yeah. it to be memorable. You want people to okay. remember, because if you give a safety session or you have a book on and somebody reads it and then doesn't remember a single thing, what good was it, right? Or doesn't remember anything. So you want to make it as memorable as possible. There's all different ways to do that. And third, practical. Practical. You tell a story, fine, but what does that have to do with what I'm yes. doing and what do I need yes. to do different? Yes. So those mm-hmm. are the three things, generally, most of the time, that mm-hmm. I try to get clients to instill in all that they do about safety. Enjoyable, mm-hmm. memorable, mm-hmm. and practical. You've got those three, you win. You get those three, people yeah. will like it. They'll like wow. safety. Now, you and can throw in some goofy stuff, too, of course, at times, course. but not too much, right? You, you don't want to – this isn't a show constantly, right? This mm-hmm. is – it is safety. <laughs> you know, you still have to realize what we're talking about, people, you know, Absolutely. damaging their life or ending it, right? Precisely. So, so yeah. And if that isn't the gist of put together of what you do, enjoyable, memorable, practical – that yes. this is put it all together of everything. Yes, if I do. was, you know, I, I think about that, Josh. If I was to say, you know, the elevator speech, yeah. uh, I yeah. say I help leaders at companies create a more vibrant safety culture by making safety fun in three ways. I make it enjoy. Now I'm going to say this: enjoyable, memorable, and practical. There you go. Thank Let's you, Josh. If nothing else. I get out of this. I'll get that. Fantastic. Now we have an elevator speech. You heard it here first. And and you can thank me later, of course. (laughs) But but uh, this is this all this has all been such nice flow and we're all really flowing into this. Um you answered all uh, my future questions as well, you know, like I wanted to ask like uh oh I wanted to highlight that first and how you call the attention of people with their phones because not only does you do you not embarrass them, but you actually create a genuine connection by just you know uh-huh. simply creating a, a, an environment, a safe environment, not literal you know danger safe, but safe in the sense that oh I feel safe that I won't be humiliated into this. Yes, that's really important. Now. Yes, and the only yeah. time I ever humiliate anybody, and I have. I know. Well, hold on. Let me finish. All right. <laughs> if I really know the group well, we know each other. Like when people were calling me Homer, right? And I, mm-hmm. and and we're friends. And then they don't feel actually humiliated. It's just I pick on them, right? You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, like like one time, one guy, uh, I was doing some work for uh, down in Louisiana for mm-hmm. uh, a, a dredging company, and, and this young guy was in the back on his phone. Yeah. And man, he was on his phone and I knew him well, Tom, uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny Specs, what's his name? Uh, I knew him well. I had worked with him out on the dredges and stuff. So while we're having this session, I come back to him and I said, hey, uh, Johnny. And he looks up, right? He was surprised. I, I, you don't know it, but I can read minds. And he's looking at me. I said, you have a new girlfriend. Don't-. He was young. He said, I said, you have a new girlfriend, don't you? Oh, his face turned so red. Oh, <laughs> he did. Oh, he did. He had a new girlfriend. That's why he couldn't get off his phone. And and he wasn't mad. He thought it was funny. We all laughed about it at lunch. You know, I mean, okay, so okay. only then 
Do you do something like that that you know you can get away with and nobody gets hurt, nobody gets humiliated, actually, you know? Other than that, yeah, I I really try to make sure that my audience feels very comfortable. They can say whatever they want, uh, pretty much, uh, you know, nothing profane or anything. I I, I prefer they didn't. And they can, you know, interact in different ways, and I won't ever make them look humiliated or down, put them down. That's very important, in fact. You know, same thing with safety, about people reporting things, coming to their supervisor to report something in the field. They have to feel Uh comfortable doing that. Of course. And uh, and if they enjoy your company, if they enjoy it. I mean, I I, I used to, when I used to go out and do inspections, I used to do the craziest stuff. Uh, (laughs) But for a purpose, you know, I, I didn't oh, do it just because I was enjoying myself, you know, practical. I did it because I wanted to make it fun. You can even make, you can't make discipline fun. You can be kind about discipline, but see, there's yes. coaching. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely make coaching fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Counseling. Well, coaching means you're going to just encourage like a coach does on a football team and show okay. people what to do. Mm-hmm. Counseling means they're doing something they shouldn't be doing and you want to counsel them on it. You can still make that fun. I've done it so many times. Um, Discipline's different. That's the third Mm -hmm. step. That's when you gotta you gotta put on your kind but serious face. You know, like you can fire some. I've had to fire people, and I'm not going to go and say, "Hey, guess what we're doing today?" No, no. (laughs) I'm going to be. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be kind to them, and I'm going to tell them, "Look, we can't." You know, and here's the reason why. You did this three times, you know, and you didn't, right. you know, get the permit you're supposed to, or we saw you yeah. four times, not time, that type of thing. No, yes. but most okay. other time, most of the time in your life with most things, uh-huh. you can make them enjoyable and upbeat. Right? Fantastic. Unless, unless it's drama and you're purposely being, you know, down or mean or something like of that. Course. And, you know, oh, part of it is part of why this is hard to change. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Is because some it, it, we like doing stuff that's quote safe, but I mean safe in a different way. I mean safe like you were just saying about the audience. We were afraid, like, all right, I'm gonna do a, a presentation with no slides. Mm-hmm. <sighs> How's that possible? <sighs> How could you possibly do that? Right? Of course. And I always, uh, right? And I've had some of my best talks, hour long talks, didn't use one mm-hmm. slide. Uh, because I couldn't. In mm-hmm. fact, I don't use hardly all the slides I use. Unless I have to, because it's technical information, and they need to see. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going to show them a meter and how it works, and they need to know. Well, then, yeah, you, of course, you you got to have some type of you know diagram, and you mm-hmm. have to have things mm-hmm. like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about when you're explaining things. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The slides are distracting most of the time. I use pictures at times, uh, but I don't use that many. Unless it's a technical, mm-hmm. you know, professional development seminar or something of like course, that, I okay. might use some. Because the number one thing, the most important thing is that this experience is enjoyable. Yeah. And that includes when you go out and you do your pre-job briefings. Of course. Make them enjoyable. And there's all different ways, believe it or not, you can do it. You're doing an mm-hmm. inspection where you're going around to see how people are doing. When you interact with mm-hmm. them, you can make it enjoyable. That's you can. Um, that's And that's what I teach leaders or show them how to do that. And particularly a majority of my audiences, 70% are safety professionals or safety committee members or people mm-hmm. in charge, HR, people who are also in charge of safety. About 30% mm-hmm. are like plant managers, uh, people who are uh, 
project managers on a construction site, those type mm-hmm. of folks who also have, obviously everybody does, but they specifically have some responsibilities that go above normal Yes, that has to do with safety. So that's yes, who yeah. I, and, and, and right away, I, if I have some time, I say, what do you think people feel like when you first come on a job site to do a safety inspection? What do you think mm-hmm. they say and feel when they see you coming? I mean, it's really an important question to answer. Uh, mm-hmm, it is. Are they are they glad you're coming here, or are they saying, yes. "Oh, not this guy again"? And then look at me. All right, let's see what we're doing wrong. That's you know, true. let's see what That's we true. Can, right. Or are they glad? Hey, Hawk. I mean, for me, it was like, "Uh oh, Hawk's here," uh, because I was very strict. I know you wouldn't uh, think it, but I was very strict. But I was always mm-hmm. fun about my strictness. Right. Uh, okay. And I would even send people stuff in, back when we had company mail, and I still do it now. I would do it via email and stuff. If I saw them doing something and I were did have to counsel them on it, I would mm-hmm. I would always follow up with something that was upbeat, yes, you know. Or like one time I sent this woman this bloody finger because I saw her a rubber one. I couldn't get to her. I was way up on the platform, way above, and she was down on the platform and she was using a hacksaw and she didn't have gloves on. Right, no mm-hmm. big deal, but you mm-hmm. should be wearing those gloves. <laughs> Not just so you really should. So I couldn't get to her. So when uh-huh. I got back to my office. I had a little a little rubber uh, finger. I put it in. I wrote a poem about her, how beautiful right. her hands are, right. uh, and about how she sh- should wear gloves. And I put right. it in the company mail and with that rubber finger that was bloody on part of it, and sent it to her in the mail. Now, next time I went to the maintenance yeah. maintenance department, when I went into the maintenance shop and I saw her, she came over, she gave me a hug. Tina was her name, and she goes, "Hawk." She goes, "I couldn't figure out at first what that was." And I said, and I started, we both were laughing and she had it in her locker. She had taped the finger on her locker of with course. the letter. She felt so complimented. Wow. But then I said, before I left, I said, so Tina, what's going to happen from now on? What's going to happen from now on? She said, I'll wear my gloves. I said, do you promise me? Swear or you'll lose your fingers. And we <laughs> laughed and it was fun. But she, and everybody in the maintenance department knew about it. They wow. also knew I was being serious. Wow. Wear wow. your gloves. I don't want to hear it, you yeah. know, but how fun is that? Right. I mean, uh, it, it, it was everybody knew and everybody knew that if Hawk comes around, he cares about you. You know, he does not just doing this just to be a mean guy. Yes. But he's serious, too. Don't Fantastic. don't you know. And if it's serious, uh-huh. I, I don't joke that much. You know, like right, one time course. I came to with a, a trench and they had spoil, which means the dirt on the side uh-huh. it was real close. And there was somebody in the trench. And they were supposed to have a trench box. Stop. I said, everybody get out. I said, come here. Listen, this is serious. This is really mm-hmm. serious. We're stopping this job. Mm-hmm. We have to go back to a meeting room and, and discuss mm-hmm. this. So, okay. you know, I don't want to walk around like a clown. Uh-uh, you know, of course you're I, you got to know when and where when and how to interact a certain way. That comes to do with self-awareness too, of course. You know. And your and so, tenure and experience. <laughs> Yeah, and experience. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. You know, this field of safety, when I first got into it, I was like, I didn't really like it because I thought it was okay. just technical and just, uh-huh. you know, and I like stuff like I like, like science stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's like human behavior yes, and emotions and all mm-hmm. that is the real mainstay mm-hmm. of what creates a vibrant and safe culture. Yes. You know, it's how humans interact with one another. And in other words, one of my talks called uh, Mindfully Safe, uh, yes. a big part of it deals with how to handle negative emotions like anger mm-hmm. and frustration. Mm-hmm. Because 
they make you dangerous when you're angry. And there's been so many studies, one by uh, the Virginia Tech uh, Transportation Institute, which showed a huge study with automobiles uh, and people and their emotions. Mm -hmm. And they came with a conclusion. It's a white paper. It's wonderful. If you are upset in the car, you are five times more likely to get in an accident than a person who's on their cell phone. So basically, right. uh, Josh, I would say to you, if I liked you, and I do, uh, I had a choice. Being very upset or cell phone, use your cell phone, right? Because yeah, sure. No, you don't do it either. But 9.8 times more likely to get in an accident than somebody who is calm and a regular driver who's not doing wow. anything but paying attention. Ten times because wow. you're upset. They did a wow. study with nurses in Boston when they were getting divorced. Made a lot of mistakes more than nurses who weren't getting divorced. So that part of safety is what is the cutting edge right now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. about mental health and about wow. emotions. Even with the National Safety Council and with all other groups involved, you know, the, the people that are the professionals in the field, this thing about emotions and, and how you feel is the big new, not brand new, but relatively new because yes. most companies that are decent have already got hard hat and safety glasses and people tie off and they got, you know, permits for this and all that kind of stuff. They've already got that fixed. That part of the carpet's relatively clean. Part about mental health is not clean. Of course. In the construction field, they have the highest rate of a large group of, of suicide. Of suicide. Oh, no, no. So you got to address that, but you likewise you want to address it in a very exciting, interesting, and uh, enjoyable, fun way. And uh, during my talk, mm -hmm. I talk about marriage. I get audiences of uh, mm -hmm. men usually. Mm -hmm. I ask them how they got married, and then I ask mm -hmm. them why did you get married, which gets a big mm -hmm. laugh. Just I don't know why, but it does. And then I describe how we got married for emotions, right? Because we love, and, of course, you know, of course, our feelings. And that's mm -hmm. the largest decision of your life or one of the largest. Right. So do you think if a guy's going to decide or gal's going to decide whether to tie off or not, you think that's not going to also be emotional? Of course it is, Com mm -hmm. even more so than marriage. And mm -hmm. so that's why you need to have a good feeling about your safety program. You need to be proud of it. You need to be proud of the fact that you tied off, even though nobody was looking, you didn't have to. Right? And that's what I strive to instill in the professionals I deal with the managers and the safety professionals and all to get them to make that something that they do. Cause they, they wow, yeah. don't even do that. Don't even consider that. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not even in their value. It's not even in their toolbox, you know, but it's really important. And well, safety I mean, what, is a million topics. Of course. And what a way to kind of just um, put, put that into, I did have, Again, you're answering the questions that I was about to already ask you. But, <laughs> but, but no, these are great because the, your, your Hey, wait, wait, answer... wait, wait. Am I the opposite of a politician? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Anyway, that's funny. That needs to be on a clip. That needs to be on a clip. That's funny. Oh, but Hawk, look, you hear... I'm actually answering the questions before you even ask them. What? I'm actually answering wow. them. But... <laughs> that's, that's funny. What, that, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> You need to put that in one of your uh, programs. Um, yeah, I will. I will. I'll put it on my social media. I, I want to point these out, a few things. Uh, first of all, um, when you said that you're dealing with the changes of how you present or how you talk to people, with this 40 years experience that you've had, you went from, you know, not using slides and, you know, dealing with phones and to now you're also 
dealing with the cutting edge, so to speak, of safety, which also deals with mental health. Because of course, today it is important. It, we are at the forefront of it. And it, of course, it concerns safety. And that is a great advice that leads into what's supposedly my question, what advice is safety leaders that you have, which is to include that, include that into their programs, the protocols, make them someone who is fun that they can rely on. And I think that's just a, a great thing to point out. I need to, I want to ask this like as a sort of a wrap-up question, uh, okay. the way we start wrapping this up. But I love because you also mentioned NASA, <laughs> probably the most, you know, fine line printed, so many safeties. And of course they have of course, it makes sense that they have more safety guidelines than nuclear safety, right? It just yeah, didn't I think occur they to do. me. Yeah. Uh, it just didn't occur to me it's ever, before you mentioned it to me. But now it got me thinking, it, what other industries does safety apply in? If it's not industrial, are there any other particular organizations that wasn't particular industrial that you dealt with? But, but more than that, it makes sense how this could spill over into life and into the household. And can you talk to us a little bit about uh, that? Yes, uh, Josh, that's like a, a wonderful th thought, which I wish I could like, when I give my clients and say, look, when people come to work, they are safer than they'll ever be at home. <laughs> now, one of my talks, which is called Safety Begins at Home. If you go, National Safety Council has done a bunch of studies mm -hmm. on this, and you're like five times more likely to die at home from an accident, not just from <laughs> medical, than you are at work. I think you're nine, eight or nine times more likely to get hurt. I mean, it's it's incredible the amount of oh my uh, away from work because, and part of that's because workplaces now have all the safety things to do. So right. even if it's a tech, or like I, I've done a lot of talks for the medical field for mm -hmm. Pfizer and AstraZeneca mm -hmm. and stuff, places like that. For mm -hmm. the folks that are working in laboratories or working in, in you yeah. know office type settings. And this field in particular, this part about being mindful about handling your negative emotions and involving mm -hmm. safety and health mm -hmm. uh, applies sometimes even more to mm -hmm. those groups uh, right. because I don't know. I was in the corporate world for a while as a safety manager and, and I used to go mm -hmm. to like so many meetings mm -hmm. and then, and there was a special kind of stress, which you know what I'm talking about. It was just mm -hmm. even just being put together in cubicles with a bunch of people. And, you know, mm -hmm. all that. And that affects your paying attention. That affects your health. But also your safety. You're driving home and you're upset because your boss isn't a nice person and he, and he yes. doesn't appreciate you. You're yes. more likely to get in a car accident. You're more likely when yes. you get home uh, and mm -hmm. the trash is over because your dog pulled out to get furious and do something yes. stupid. Mm -hmm. Right. So this subject applies to every human on the planet as mm -hmm. far as handling your negative emotions making sure that you pay attention, that you're mindful when you're doing things that have wow. a raised risk, like cleaning wow. your gutters or doing anything at home, really, that involves tools. Yeah. Uh, if you're upset and mad, you're going to be more likely to do something that's dangerous. And so wow. that's why it's such an important topic for any industry. Wow. You know, and some, so by the way, I think it was AstraZeneca. They, the one site I was at, one of their campuses, they had a full-time, a woman there, full-time. Mm -hmm. I was thrilled because they had me come and speak. And mm -hmm. I found that they had a person full-time who taught everybody, contractors, uh, people, house people, you know, people that worked there full-time. And, and it was construction too. And, you know, people in laboratories and such. Mindfulness. She was a full-time mindfulness person. Wow. 
I was like, that is like the most wonderful mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. She said it was tough at first because everybody was giving her, you know, what? Mindfulness, what's that? Mm -hmm. Right type mm -hmm. thing. But this was her end of her second year. She goes, now they've all bought into it and it's helped a lot. Wow. So there's, there's a case study for you right there. That's a fantastic, uh, wow, what a way to kind of wrap this up, Hawk, but that is so, just so wonderful that mindfulness is, of course, and what an answer to my question, right? Like mindfulness and safety is, of course, will apply to all these industries, regardless of what industry you are, because we all need mindfulness. It really is the center of our safety. Hawk, as much as I would love to keep your fun and your energy and your enthusiasm in oh, this show, <laughs> let me try to close this a little bit. You know, just tell us a little bit, like real close. I've been wanting to answer, ask you this um, throughout the show. Have you always had, I, I don't want to even want to call it funny bone because that's different, right? But have you always had this fun bone in you ever since? Yes, uh, since I was eight years, seven, eight years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was, I was the com comedian. I know six billion jokes. I memorize all kind of funny stuff. And oh, wow. yes, I would say that my base, you know, everybody has a baseline for stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, your baseline of how creative you are, a baseline of, you know, how much you like mechanics. Mine mm -hmm. was higher than usual as far wow. as this goes. And so, yes. <laughs> and then I got theater and, you know, uh, yeah, I would say, but Before I also know that, kid. yeah, 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 I would say some of it, but I've, but don't let that say, well, I'm not, so I can't, that's bull mm -hmm. because every, most everybody when they're home and they're playing with their kids or doing stuff, mm -hmm. they have a playful side, have a fun side, you know, an energetic right. side. It's just that sometimes when they get at work, they feel like they should drop it and just be serious all the time. Yeah. And that's, that's true. not the best way to be a leader or to involve people with your safety program. You don't have to be, you know, crazy, but you do need to have that, like you're saying, funny bone funny inside bone. you to some degree that fits in your personality too. Yeah, I would actually call it fun bone instead of funny bone because it's like funny is like, you can be fun, but yeah, not funny is humor. Is fun, right now. Exactly. Yeah, fun bone. That's it. Yeah. Fun bone. Fun there bone. you go. Yeah. Fun bone. You probably Right. Yeah, I've been in all different cultures that you wouldn't expect fun to right. be important to them. Right. Everyone course, is. I, I spoke in Dubai and they had a list of my talks and some of them are, are serious titles, but they wanted the mm -hmm. one make your so, you know, uh, great leaders make safety fun. That's what they wanted. Right. And I thought they would be. Oh, I had a lovely time. there. Very, very good time. A lot of money there, but it was great. Uh, the mm -hmm. people were wonderful, but they were they had their sense of humor, too. I joked around a lot. But differently, you know, cool. yeah, different culture, cool. but everybody wants to have fun, energetic enjoyment. And that makes it everything so much more memorable. Hawk, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I want to give you this opportunity to let us know where we can find you, where, where can we connect with you? Um, what else is there out there for you? And you have this new book coming out. Tell us about that. Tell us the audience and listeners, where can we find that as well? Okay. Well, I thank you, Josh. I won't pitch too much. I'm not great about pitching myself that much, but I do <laughs> want to say this. Um, if, if you go to my website, makesafetyfun.com, you'll see mm -hmm. there's different things. There are books and stuff, you know, one mm -hmm. uh, which is, has all different jokes and stories and different things for safety. It's the only one in the universe. Uh, and 
I am now because I actually had Josh go back to work again because of COVID. The speaking business went away. So I went back to the nuclear industry and was demolishing a nuclear power plant, uh, Oyster Creek in New Jersey. It's the oldest one in the country, but now it's debunked and now they're tearing it down. I was working there as a technician again because I needed the money. Uh, mm -hmm. I wasn't working for a while, right? And so now mm -hmm. I got, I've gotten back into this field full time. All right, all right. And so I'm doing, starting my podcast on uh, next week. It'll be mm -hmm. Make Safety Fun. Yeah. And at TikTok, I do two or three videos every day now on uh, at Make Safety Fun on TikTok. And I'm, mm -hmm. now I just hire somebody. I'll be on Pinterest. And my main objective isn't just to make money, although I want to. It's mm -hmm. to give you stuff like that fly slides or like yes. here's five ways you can start a mindfulness program at your company. And my mm -hmm. book, Mindfully Safe, is about how mindfulness affects your safety behavior and a company's safety mm -hmm. goals, reaching them or not reaching them yes. and practical ways that you can get it started at your company. It's not easy. And you got to realize, you know, mindfulness has this idea is like your real guru. No, very practical things you can do, <laughs> yes. you know, five ways during the day. And so uh, just to get in touch with me, and I want to mention again, I'll send you those fly slides. Yes, uh, please. Actually, Jackie will send them to you, but they're Richard at make safety fun is my email. And mm -hmm. I don't mind because if I get a bunch, then that just means Jackie's going to have to work more. Of That's my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, all right. So you have the podcast, your TikTok, and those five sites for all the listeners. Make sure to reach out to Jack. Jack, I want to point this out one more time. Your new book is coming out or it's already out. The only one in the well, It's almost done. I'll pro it'll probably, I, I, I got to find out. I have a, a publisher I'm working with. All right. uh, they had to do with a date, you know, like what's the best date for this and this. And so right. uh, a few, I'd say two months, maybe they're okay. saying that the summertime isn't a good time, right? Spring is pretty good. So it'd probably okay. late spring at the most. All right. That's fantastic. And that's something that the audience and the listeners can look forward to. And I look forward to that too. And Hawk, I just want to point out before we close this out, like your energy has been such uh, an uplifting, you know, mood to all of this and i'm just really happy that your natural gifts and your natural blessing has found this sort of niche that you're the really the only guy that does this that's pretty crazy and <laughs> it couldn't have we like the universe couldn't have chosen a more perfect human to lead this oh that's a great compliment i've never heard that before <laughs> you know it's it's it's, it's it all, it all falls into place it's so natural for you and i'm i'm really grateful that you graced us with that energy of yours and, oh, your it's been my and again for our audience and listeners go check out everything richard hawk make your safety fun make safety fun and hawk thank you so much for being here you're welcome, Josh. This is a good interview. You did a good job. You, and right. I, I, I'm going to be telling people, I answer questions before they're even asked. So I'm definitely not a politician. <laughs> well, we got a few few quips and quotes here that you might want to include in your book. <laughs> right. All right, All right Josh. Hawk, I hope we get to so meet much. one day in person. For sure. I'd love to. I'd visit. And then, you know, we're going to catch up. Maybe you're going to tell me all about your fun bone. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Right. Thanks. All right, so here's the thing. We try to get a little bit better every day.
but we can't do it without you. So if you like the video, make sure to like and subscribe below. And if you have any comments, just leave them in the space under.